Hey, friend. So I'm willing to bet that you're here listening to this podcast because you want to grow your photography business, right? Duh, of course. But maybe you're feeling kind of discouraged or uninspired right now because you're not seeing the results that you want. You feel like you're doing everything that you can and you're just not seeing the traction. You're not seeing the bookings or the revenue that you were hoping for by now. If that's you, I want to share five common mindset mistakes that might be holding you back. Knowing what these mistakes are can help you not only identify the challenges that might be preventing growth, but also develop the strategies to overcome them. If you're ready to hit the next level in your photography business and get some helpful tips to refocus on your success, let's dig in. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tapia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. Students learn this through the Beauty and Birth Photography Certification and through Marketing School for Photographers. Hi friends, welcome to a brand new episode of the show. We have been re-airing some popular episodes the last couple of weeks. I hope that you've been loving those. Maybe it was your first time to hear them. Maybe it was a refresher, Um, but those are some really great episodes that I know that people have loved in the past. And we wanted to share those when I was traveling to Phoenix this last week for a leadership conference and just enjoying spring break the week before with my family. My father-in-law also had heart surgery. Everything went really, really well, Um, but we just had a lot going on. So I am back with a brand new episode all about your favorite topic and my favorite topic, and that is mindset. Because we all know that our thoughts create our reality, right? And sometimes these mindsets are kind of like sneaky, limiting beliefs that present themselves as real and they really feel real, but they're not. And so I pulled together the top five mindset mistakes that I see photographers making in their businesses so that you can easily overcome them and take charge of your growth this year. Are you ready? I'm excited. So before we dig in, I want you to think about choosing one of these as we read through them, because a lot of you might be thinking, I actually feel like I have all of these. And I think that it's important to focus on one thing at a time. And so as you're listening, I want you to think about your one. What is your one mindset mistake that you want to correct before moving on to another, if there is another? So Mistake number one that I see photographers doing, and I did this for years, that is worrying about what other photographers are doing, worrying about what other photographers are doing. So staying focused on what your competition is doing can sound like a really great way to like keep up to date and stay relevant and know what's going on. But in reality, for most of you, it's draining your energy and your motivation, Photographers will often say to me like, well, Tavia, I have to do market research, right? I'm following them to do market research. So I'd ask you, 
How's the market research working for you? How does it leave you feeling? When you do this quote market research, are you feeling motivated and excited for your business or like drained and bummed out and defeated? If it's the last one, I want to encourage you to drop that quote market research. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes for now. Drop it for now. Imagine you're a runner in a race and you keep glancing over your shoulder to see how the other runners are doing. Would that help you focus on winning the race? Absolutely not. It would only distract you from running at your best pace. The same applies to photography if you're constantly worrying about what others are doing. I don't know if you've ever seen the the photo of the American swimmer, Michael Phelps. Can't remember what year the Olympics were that year that he was competing. He's competed in more than one. And there's a really famous photo where he's swimming and his competitor um, on his, like when he's up out of the water is looking over at Michael and Michael's just focused on winning. I mean, there are inches difference between them, but Michael is focused on swimming and his competitor is focused on looking at Michael to see how far ahead he is. And guess who won that race? Michael Phelps, not the competitor who was busy glancing over. And that's what distraction can do to your business. And that's what looking at your competition can do. It can keep you from quote winning by just inches. So the best way to shift this negative mindset, this negative mindset of like, I'm just so worried about what my other competitors are doing is to focus on creating something unique. Think about what you can do differently from your competition and let that be the driving force behind your work. Ask yourself, what do I offer that nobody else does? Or what do I offer that most other photographers in my area don't? And this is going to help you find a new perspective and open up those creative possibilities. Like what is unique about you? In fact, that is why I created a quiz for birth photographers called What is Your Secret Sauce as a Birth Photographer that will help you stand out. You can take this quiz to discover your unique talents and strengths that are different from your competition so that you're going to feel empowered and inspired and know exactly what makes you special and know how to highlight it in your marketing. So if you're tired of feeling lost in the crowd and you're not quite sure what makes you different, then I made the quiz for you. You can take it by heading over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash quiz, and we'll also link it in the show notes so that you have easy access. So once you start taking action on these strategies and shift away from worrying about what other photographers are doing, I bet you'll find that you have more energy and more motivation than before. So my key takeaway for you for this section, for this first mistake, is to remember that great photographers focus on what they can create, not what their competitors are doing. Okay, mindset mistake number two, and oh my goodness, if I had to pick one that was the most common, I think I would pick this one and say it's the most common that I see. Um, That is this expectation that you're going to start your business and be fully booked within six months. If there has ever been a dream killer mindset, it's this one. And I see it all too often. And I get it because 
you know, we see these unicorns who start their photography businesses and somehow seem to soar to success in a matter of weeks. And we start to feel like there's something wrong with us because we started our business before them and we're struggling to book one or two clients. Meanwhile, they are posting about how they're fully booked and how they're raising their prices and blah, blah, blah. It can be easy to feel like giving up in that situation. Because like, if it hasn't happened for us yet, when is it going to happen? Let me tell you, I started my photography business in 2012 and really started taking clients like before then, probably more like 2009. And I wasn't fully booked until 2016. And even then, I would have probably told you if you asked that I wanted to book more clients and make more money, even though I was definitely making 10K months consistently. My education business started in 2018, making just a few thousand dollars a year. And now it's a six-figure revenue stream for my company, but that's after five years, right? I've had guests on this show, both students of mine and peers, share what seems like an overnight success. And it's fun and it's exciting to listen to, but I'm here to remind you that honestly, they're the minority not the majority. There's nothing wrong with you or your business if it's happening slower. And it's exciting to hear their stories, but I don't ever want it to limit us to thinking that if we don't have that success that quickly, that there's something wrong with us and that we're not meant to do this because that's just not true. Another big time example is Chip and Joanna Gaines. They started their business, Magnolia Market, in 2003. But it wasn't until 2014 that they got their big break on HGTV. So even the biggest success stories take a while to get going. And there isn't a magic perfect timeline for when it's going to happen. Success isn't a sprint. It is a marathon. You have to appreciate each small victory And try not to compare your journey to others because we all have our own path to success and you'll get there eventually if you take action and remain consistent. Listen, the only way to fail is to give up. And that's a cliche and it's said often, but it's so true. So I hope that you will celebrate each victory, no matter how small it might seem. This is why in my student groups for marketing school and for the beauty and birth photography, we always start off our coaching calls by sharing wins. And we encourage students to share wins, big or small, because it's when we celebrate those victories and focus on those what feel like small victories that we're able to persist and continue. So my takeaway for you for this one, if you're like, yeah, this is totally me. Like I'm feeling like, you know, it's been six months since I started my business. It's been a year since I started my business and I'm just not where I want to be or where I thought I would be by now. I want to tell you that to overcome this negative mindset, that you can shift your focus away from what you expected to happen and instead celebrate the progress that you've already made. So shift your focus from what you expected 
and celebrate the progress that you've already made. In fact, I would love to hear your celebration, whether you're in our free Facebook group or one of our student Facebook groups. I would love to hear what you're celebrating, big or small, that's going well so that you can celebrate with others. Now, before we get into the next three mindset mistakes, I want to ask you, has this episode been helpful so far? If so, I'd love it if you took a minute to just text it to a photography friend, um, maybe like a photography biz bestie who might need to hear this too. Maybe they struggle with mindset blocks, limiting beliefs that are keeping them from reaching their full potential. See, the thing is, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. I'm going to say adults. I know a lot of you spend a lot of time with your kids who are little. You're the average of the five adults that you spend the most time with. And my hope is that this podcast can help you and your photographer friends shift their mindsets together in some way so that you can continue to build each other up. So to share, you can just copy the link or even just text a screenshot to a friend who needs to hear this. Okay, let's get on to mistake number three. Mistake number three, mindset mistake that you might be making as a photographer is taking on clients because you need the money. Photographers might sometimes be tempted to take on clients that don't align with their specialty and their passions because they need the money. And I can tell you from personal experience that this mindset will lead you straight to burnout, not to mention kind of a lackluster result for the client because this is probably not a genre you shoot often or have a lot of experience in. So here's what I experienced in the past. I was specialized in baby and birth photography, right? And I'd get an inquiry for, say, a senior session. And I'd look at my calendar and I'd think, well, I mean, I don't really want to photograph seniors, but I sure could use the money. And so I'd think about like, okay, how am I going to price this? What am I going to say back to the client? I don't have like a pricing guide for this. I have to put something together. What kind of packages do I want to offer? What's my session fee? Where are we going to do the session since it's so different? Like, what are my location ideas? I'm like in Oklahoma photography Facebook groups, like asking for location ideas, like all these things that take so much time, like ways to prep for the session, posing ideas, like You can see how much time that would take for a session that I didn't already have systems and workflows and pricing all set up for. So how much money would I actually make compared to the energy that I'd expend doing all of that prep for the session? And what if instead I put that energy into marketing my own photography business instead, right? So hopefully that example shows you how important it is for photographers to stay true to their specialized work and put in the effort of creating a portfolio, creating a business, creating work that highlights their unique services and expertise. If you're like, no, but Tavia, like, I really need to make money. I really needed to book that client. I want you to go listen to a different episode of the podcast after this one. It's called Easy Things You Can Do to Get Inquiries Today Without Discounting. And we'll link, link that in the show notes as well. When you get creative instead of desperate, you'll be able to find solutions without settling. I'm going to say that again. When you get creative instead of desperate, you'll be able to find solutions without settling. When you're able to ditch this mindset of like, I need 
this non-ideal client because I need the money, it sets you up to actually build long-term relationships with clients that value your work and are more likely to refer you. So this is one to definitely ditch this mindset. Okay, mistake number four, mindset mistakes that photographers make that are keeping them stuck. This might ruffle some feathers, but I know that you're going to have an open mind for this one, okay? The mindset mistake is, you know, if I post more on social media, I'll get more bookings. Here's the thing. I'm not sure, honestly, when photographers got this idea that the best and only place to find clients is social media. But spinning on that hamster wheel is killing your business and dramatically slowing down your success. When I talk to photographers and I ask them what they're doing to market their business, they'll say things like, oh, well, you know, I just need to be more consistent posting on social media or haven't been very consistent lately, as if that's the only thing that they can do to bring in clients. Here's the thing. I love social media. Like we talk about it here on this show all the time. I talk about it with my students. I teach it to my students. But please, as my friend Heather Lawton says, for the love of Mike, (laughs) for the love of Mike, stop using social media as your only way to get clients. Relying on social media to grow your photography business is like trying to build a house on a foundation made of sand. At first, it might seem like a quick and easy solution, but over time, the lack of a solid foundation will become clear, right? Your house is going to slip off into the road. You don't need to post more on social media. You need to meet people face-to-face. You don't need to post more on social media. You need to engage more on social media with other people's accounts, with your dream clients' accounts. You don't need to post more on social media. You need to blog to rank on Google, which is exactly what we help you with in the content club, by the way. Social media is 10% or less of a healthy marketing strategy. So if you're thinking that you need to post more, I'm here to tell you that you don't. Maybe that's exciting. Maybe that's a little relieving. It really is about 10% of your strategy, of a healthy marketing strategy. In fact, there are seven things I teach my students inside marketing school for photographers that they need to do to market their business. And social media is just one of the seven strategies. So if you want more info on marketing school for photographers, when it opens up again, head over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash waitlist to be notified. But I'm saying that just to remind you that it's a small percentage of a healthy marketing strategy social media is. Okay, mindset mistake number five. This is a big one. This is a big one that, have I said that every time? They're all big, but this one in particular is something that I still kind of struggle with sometimes if I'm honest. That is assuming that price is all that matters to the client. Assuming that price is all that matters to the client. We all know that feeling of getting an inquiry and really wanting them to book, right? No matter what your price point is, I'd assume it's safe to say that most of us are thinking like, I hope they say yes, I hope I'm not too expensive. A lot of photographers make the mistake of assuming that price is the primary reason that a client will or won't hire you. And that's simply not true. Is pricing a factor for some clients? Yes, of course. 
But a large majority of potential clients are looking for so much more. They want you to understand them. They want to know that you understand them and that you understand what they want and you understand what they need and that you'll deliver not only incredible images, but an incredible experience from start to finish. Did you know that some high-end clients won't hire a photographer simply because their price is too low? It's crazy to think about that, right? It's the reverse of what we often think, that if you're too expensive, no one will book. Why? Because these high-end clients want to make sure that you're, in fact, a professional photographer, not someone who's cutting corners and doing this as an amateur. I'm sure that you can probably think about a time in your life where you didn't want to hire someone because they were the cheapest. Maybe it was babysitting for your kids. Maybe it was something you were buying for your home. Maybe it was lawn care. Whatever it is, sometimes when the price is so cheap, it makes us a little bit skeptical, right? So a lower price doesn't always mean more clients, especially if your demographic is a high-end client. Sometimes they literally will not book you because your price is too low even if your work is really, really good and you have a good reputation. So to get rid of this negative mindset, I want to offer a mindset hack that I give my students to use when someone inquires. It's so simple. I hope that you'll remember this and use it because it makes a really big difference. So if you feel like, yeah, I'm assuming that price is all that matters to my clients. And it's the number one thing that pops up for me when I get an inquiry or whenever I'm thinking about reasons why somebody didn't hire me. I'm assuming it's price. Listen up. Okay. When a new inquiry comes in, read their name and say, Jane Smith just won the lottery. Price is not a concern for her. Jane Smith just won the lottery. Price is not a concern for her. This forces you, one, to not overthink everything to do with pricing, right? And two, to look for other concerns that she might have about hiring a photographer. If Jane just won the lottery, she's not worried about what you charge. What else is she worried about? What else is she thinking about? It opens that up for you, right? With this little hack, instead of thinking, how can I get this client to book me? Like, oh, they're probably not going to book me because I'm too expensive. Instead, it gets you to start thinking, how can I provide an amazing experience for this client and make sure that they're taken care of? So the takeaway for this mistake, this mindset mistake is you don't know your client's or potential client's financial situation. You don't know their financial situation. And this is important. Their financial situation is not yours. So instead of trying to make things cheaper or figure out how to like offer things at a lower price, focus on making your offer, your products, your service fit their needs and their wants to make it a no brainer, even if it feels expensive to you. If you haven't already, I recently did an episode on how to attract your dream photography client. It's a few episodes back. If this is something that you struggle with, if this is your one that you're like, yeah, this is the mindset mistake I continuously struggle with, go back and listen to that episode. 
Whew. Okay, we covered a lot today. Just to recap the mindset mistakes, you're worrying about what other photographers are doing. You're expecting to start your business and be fully booked within six months. You're taking clients because you need the money. You're thinking, if I post on social media enough, then I'll get more bookings. Or maybe you're assuming that price is all that matters to clients. I hope that after hearing this episode, you've been able to identify your one that you really think like, man, this is the one that's holding me back so that you can work towards refining that and getting it out of the way so that you can really focus on hyper growth this year. Remember, if you have a biz bestie who needs to hear this episode, make sure and take a screenshot or copy the link and send it over so that they can benefit from learning about these common mindset mistakes. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. And the only way to fail is to give up. And I know that you wouldn't do that for your passion because whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. So I hope that you'll pursue it and get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.